Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and wonderful co-host, Monica. Hi! Hi, Monica. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> You're really excited there. <laughs> Sorry, we were just talking about interrupting and I just bounced right in there again. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm sorry. It's Hi. fine. How Hi. are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I survived the baby sprinkle, so now the world That's is a good place again. Nice. I have literally spent the entire day playing World of Warcraft, so it's been a good day. <laughs> but I'm more excited about something else, to be honest. You know, I have to say I'm pretty excited about that something else, too. Do you want to... Uh... No, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. We have an extra special guest on the show today, and we are really happy to have Fist on the show. Hi, Fist. Hello. Extra special, really? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you guys. I think Amanda is like legit super excited. And I'm <laughs> also am. very excited. But since Amanda is playing WoW a lot, that's why I think she has gotcha. like the honors and everything. <laughs> so for those in our audience that don't know you, Fist, who are you? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I knew this question was coming, but I never know how to answer it concisely. Uh, my name's Thist. Um, I've been podcasting for four years, uh, mostly, no, completely about uh, Blizzard games, World of Warcraft specifically. Um, from there, I've been a journalist in the gaming industry. Um, I recently started working for Blizz as a sideline reporter for World of Warcraft Esports, and uh, my day job is the uh, content producer and manager of TryHard, uh, which is a gaming and esport vertical on Snapchat and Instagram, very hard to explain, and the producer and co-host of a show called Next Level, also on Snapchat and Instagram. And my spare time, which I don't have much of, I just play WoW. Nice. <laughs> you basically just described Amanda's dream life right there. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Like a little bit less on the esports and a little bit more on the journalism, and I'm there. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're really happy and pleased to have you on the show today, Fist. Um, so you didn't actually mention the names of your podcasts, if you want to. Oh, sure. Um, if you so, want to. Yeah, I love a good plug. Um, my main <laughs> yeah. show is uh, Lagging Balls. Um, started it four years ago now. Uh, it's all about Blizzard games. Uh, not really StarCraft, though, because we're not uh, smart enough to play that game well or at all. Um, but yeah, it's uh, always very Blizzard positive, lots of swears, lots of uh, inappropriate jokes. And I'm also the co-host of Convert to Raid, uh, form, well, it was Convert to Raid, and then it was Convert to Raid Presents the Bell Night News, and now it's back to Convert to Raid, and uh, I forget how long that's been, like seven or eight years at this And uh, yeah, I just, I came on a couple years ago, and yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it makes it sound like it's such a small endeavor but i think the contrary is true <laughs> you've got a lot going on and it's awesome thanks 
Because you still do both of the podcasts besides all the awesome work that you do. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. Uh, Lagging Balls takes up half of my weekends uh, and sometimes my Monday nights. And then um, CTR is every Tuesday night. Luckily, I don't have to do any editing on that one. Like, Pat Crane does that for me, which is nice. I like when he nice. does things for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it usually takes up about four days of my week. Besides a full work week. Nice. And it's usually a six-hour, but sometimes it's an eight-hour raid schedule as well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. As someone who's never really gotten into raiding, I'm kind of intimidated by that. I'm like, wow, eight hours a week of raiding? No, thank you. <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely daunting before you start doing it, but once you're, I want to say once you're into it, it's less daunting, but it's honestly like once you find the right group of people to do it with, then it's not daunting. That's fair. Our friend Marty, you know Marty, both of you know Marty, um, <laughs> he just joined my guild today um, because they we have a small raid team. Um, I don't know how, what the size of it is actually, we have a raid team and he's looking for a raiding guild. So something I've never done, but now that he's there, I'm like, maybe I'll do it too maybe we maybe. should you don't well, sound convinced well i've been put off raiding because tom hates it he's like i'm not a raider i don't do anything of this so i i don't really have anything going on there you're not a dungeon fan are you isn't that kind I, of like I, a big dungeon i don't mind dungeons in warcraft okay but yeah you just hate on the final fan yeah <laughs> yeah <I do. laughs> Okay, well, let's get this party started, guys. Do you want to move into our rapid fire round? We could probably, we should probably rename it to slow burn round, but sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Thist, we're going to fire some questions at you, and if you can answer them as fast as you can. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad, I don't think. All right, let's do this. I'm up for it. Let's go. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, where are you from? Canada. <laughs> when are you a geek since? Uh birth probably cool what's the story of your first geeky experience um oh okay uh let's see um my my dad was really big into computers when i was like a like a baby slash child kind of thing and he had this game on his old like super old macintosh computer called playroom and i would literally just like freak out until he let me on that computer to play it um and then he shortly upgraded to like an actual laptop uh it was like a windows laptop and that's when i started playing the original warcraft and i never ever played alliance i was always orc always wow and i'm not just saying that nice <laughs> so that came out in what 92 93 was it i have no 94? idea <laughs> okay <laughs> you just made um you and your family just became my best friends because you had max as the first hey you just <laughs> Meant to have this episode right now. Whatever. <laughs> what are your biggest influences? You can think books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or whatever. Sure. Um, biggest influences? Probably my mom. She uh, She's completely obsessed with Star Wars. Um, I'm not so much, but she's always just been obsessed. Um, she, she loves geeky stuff like uh, Lord of the Rings and uh, Star Trek. Um, she's really big into sci-fi. She loves Alien. She's she's down with all that stuff. My brother has always been very video game oriented. Uh, he loves console playing. He's an amazing gamer. Um, and I just kind of grew up around that. Um, but besides that, my biggest influences are actually um, Pat Crane and Coltrane and Scott Johnson, just all the biggest Blizz podcasters. Um, and I've been lucky enough to meet them and befriend them and even work with them. So uh yeah, I'm kind of lucky that way, I guess. But yeah, I think that's my answer. Well, it's a good answer. And I kind of think you already went over this, but what are your current geeky pastimes? 
so Monday night's usually editing podcasts, and Tuesday night is being on CTR, and Wednesday and Thursday night is raid night, and Friday night's usually stream night, um, and then Saturday, Sunday is gaming as much as possible and doing another podcast. Uh, and then at work, I literally work on video game stuff and esports stuff all day. So pretty much my entire life is a geeky pastime, I guess. So it's That's like, like hashtag goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of games do you work on in your day job? Um, so for my day job, uh, it's my job to keep up on current events. So I kind of have to get out of my blizzard bubble which was uncomfortable at first <laughs> but uh we try to cover uh all of the most uh, current games like uh right now we're really excited for all the pokemon games coming out and especially cyberpunk 2077 um but uh we have to kind of stay up to date on everything because we have verticals on social medias that need to stay updated and we have to watch out for breaking news and all that stuff and of course i already know when blizzard stuff is happening but <laughs> Uh, it's been it's been tough because like once you branch out into all games on all platforms, there's news coming in almost every day. Um, and not only that, but then uh, we're covering big streamers uh, like obviously Ninja and Tifu and Shroud and Pokemon and stuff like that. Um, and then on top of that, we're trying to cover uh, like the business side of things. So we're going to conventions and watching demos and panels and things like that and uh then on top of that we're trying to keep track of esports across the board just like every single esport so it's it's fun um i get to go to work and completely immerse myself in the gaming and esport industry and it's always exciting how many people are on your team um my team um three so there's four content managers um and did i count myself one two <laughs> Three. No, there's three content managers. Two of those are also producers and hosts. And uh, then there's another host, four, and then two two graphic designers. So wow. five-ish. Uh, yeah. And uh, we just started, well, we've been working, we've been co-creating a, a show with a sister company that's kind of like Pimp My Ride, except it's for gamers. It's called Level Up. And uh, we got Golden Boy to host it. And he goes to somebody's house and checks out their horrible, crappy setup. <laughs> and then uh, takes them out of the house, and then our team comes in and like revamps everything, and uh, gives them like a new keyboard, a new mouse, a new monitor, a new PC, a TV. They, we, we redecorate, we put like paint on the walls and stuff like that. Uh, so that's amazing. That sounds so cool. I know. I wish I could get leveled up. Uh, I, I can you? Can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you don't qualify. No. <laughs> I always love these shows, even when they just do it with flats, not even with cars, but with flats. I'm like, I want someone to come and do everything for me and do that no, with all no. the geeky stuff. It's amazing. Such a dream. We're only oh, doing uh, yeah. SoCal Gamers right now, but uh, we moved into our second season of shooting. So hopefully we'll be able to disperse it uh, more widely. But yeah, it's pretty exciting. Nice. nice. You ever come to Europe? Do I <laughs> I actually lived in Belfast for a year. Um, what? A couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> years ago. Um, I was living with a dude. Uh, bad idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we didn't have internet either, so I had to go to like a, an internet cafe to play. Not even play, but just like read about WoW, and it sucked, and I hardly played WoW at all that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That must have been weird. a sucky dude if he doesn't have, didn't have internet. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, who definitely. is this person even? <laughs> um, it sounds like a bad Belfast time. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best. But, uh, you know, aside from it being awful, it was also awesome. 
<laughs> it's a cool city when it's not awful. Yeah, it was um it was something. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Canadian verb for it was super shit. <laughs> it was it's, something. I was, yeah, no, I was just I was very young and it was the first time I'd ever left home and I decided to go to a foreign city. Actually, I do that a lot. Like the second place I moved to was Chicago, uh which was a lot like Belfast in a lot of ways. Uh, very scary for a small town Canadian. I would uh, would love to go back to Europe sometime. Uh, I miss it. I miss foreign cocktail skips. I miss. Uh, I can't have them now because I'm vegan. But I used to love Club Orange bars. Oh yeah. What's in Club Orange bars that you can't eat that? Milk. Uh, yeah. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. It's got chocolate on it. But it's back chocolate. then. Oh man. And like people, uh people were serving that up like it was like a, like a regular like. It's like, oh, we're having tea. Here's some, here's some quote unquote biscuits, but those are straight up chocolate bars. And I was like, all right, if you're calling this a biscuit, that's fine, because you can eat like several biscuits at a time without feeling bad. But you can't eat like five chocolate bars in a row because then you're like, oh no, this is probably unhealthy, and I'm an adult. I should know better. But everyone's calling it a cookie, so it's fine. I love, I love the theory behind this. Thank you. It's all true though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, if I eat a break of butter and nobody sees it did it even happen no it did not yeah see it did not <laughs> i love that we're on the same on the same i get you i get yeah. you yeah i've recently upgraded my uh my mouse i've got a gaming mouse with like the keys on the side of it Ooh. and i'm like this is making eating so much easier while i'm playing warcraft like That's... i really just feel like my life has been upgraded it has actually <laughs> once you figure out yeah. how to eat in game you're set for life <laughs> agreed yeah that was as much the quick... as i sorry continue you go ahead no i just wanted to say it was the quickest rapid fire round we ever had really it i did was. it yeah. you did you were great yes you are... you get uh, an award for that <gasps> it, it's a verbal award and it's the yay you completed rapid fire in under 10 minutes yeah we award. could though give out ex actual awards like we do have shirts that we can give away that's true <laughs> Ooh. Do you well, want a yeah. shirt? We can give you a shirt because I would love a shirt, super... but I'm also awesome. really stoked on the verbal award. That was great too. I feel good now. Amanda is great with ver verbal. It's very hard for me to say <laughs> <laughs> with the languageal awards. Let's <laughs> call them that. I like to make her say V words sometimes. It's very different. different. I hear I hear it when I pronounce it wrong, and it really annoys Aww. me. But whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a weird Austrian. <laughs> you guys are so Aww. cute. <laughs> Thanks. We try. We've been practicing for <laughs> admirable. Sorry. Admirable endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you want did you want to say? Forgot to say. I wanted to say that as much as I love talking about food, we actually have something else to talk about today. Though I kinda wanna just keep talking about food. <laughs> I mean, would it be a first? I guess. But we had the, the guest has too much potential to only talk about food. So it would not be wasted. It would always be in a fun. But still, you do so many awesome things. We want to know more. More. Well, yeah. All right. Fist, what's the geeky thing we're talking about today? See, I had to ask you this question. Um, it's true. I, I don't, I mean, I suppose we're Maybe we're talking about WoW. Maybe we're talking about podcasting. I 
what, whichever sounds more interesting to you, because both of those sound interesting to me, and that's why I've been doing like both at the same time for so long. Let's talk about both at the same time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Since they they really do for you seem to go hand in hand, so let's let's just do it. Let's complicate our lives and get get cracking on Wow and podcasting. Love it. Let's do it. All right. So, what do you love about it? What do I love about it? Um. I'm going to be cliche and say uh, the community. Um, When you start out as a Blizzard podcaster, and when I say Blizzard podcaster, that means a podcaster talking about Blizzard games. Uh, Blizzard doesn't have an official podcast, um, but we call ourselves Blitz podcasters. When you start out, um, the first thing you notice is that the community surrounding podcasts and Blizzard games in general, like the the content creation uh, community, is huge very oversaturated but it's also very kind and accepting at the same time so it's a little daunting starting out because you just see like you know if you're an artist there's already thousands of artists showcasing like their wow or any blizzard game art all over the place and you know if if you're a podcaster like me it's there's shows that have been going for 10 years there's shows that have just started shows different new shows start up almost every week for blizzard especially with classic just around the corner a lot of classic shows and content creators have started uh, doing things so it seems daunting and it seems like your voice might not matter but uh once you you kind of find your stride and, and your niche um, you're good, but at the start, very daunting. But um, people in the community are un- almost unreasonably kind and accepting and welcoming. And as long as you're nice to everybody, uh, you know, you're, you're in. Uh, so that was, you know, four years ago, I was experiencing uh, being sort of led into this community and, and, you know, notable people reached out like uh, Ro from Realm Maintenance. He's kind of the guru of Blizzard podcasts. Um, he literally does a podcast about Blizzard podcasts. Um, <laughs> That's meta. Yeah, very meta. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we had some some big interviews right off the bat. We interviewed the curator for the Strong Museum, which houses the uh, uh, the video, the official video game uh, museum. Um, nice. She was really nice. We had the, cre- not the creator, but the curator of um, Deadly Boss Mods. Uh, he was on our show and he'd never been interviewed before. So we had some luck at the start. Um, and that's important with any podcast because you know once you get past the 10 episode goal you're probably okay um but it is Mm -hmm. very hard to push through 10 episodes at the start because you know nobody cares what you're doing except your mom you know it's nice and she listens she doesn't understand what you're saying but she (laughs) listens it's nice thanks mom um but uh so we so we got rolling with that and uh eventually after years of almost weekly uh podcasts and you know just getting deeper into the community um and meeting a lot of people and you know branching out a little bit uh we started building our own community um discord was very helpful with that um we always tried to make sure lagging balls was very community oriented because uh we know that we're not technically smart when it comes to video games like we love them we enjoy them but uh we're you don't want to come to us for the news or anything like that so we wanted more opinions on these games besides our own and i think that really helped to set up the community we have now and now we have this massive discord with amazing people i've only ever had to banish one person from the discord i mean knock on wood um Yeah, but everybody's just been so nice and mature and helpful. We've got this room in particular called the support room where people go and just sort of vent about stuff that has, you know, nothing to do with podcasting or Blizzard at all. But the community is so strong 
now that people can come in and, and sort of, you know, spill their guts and then people commiserate and, and be super helpful. And, and I'm just, I'm so proud. Like, I, I remember the, the time when I could start sort of like start stepping back from prompting the community to talk amongst each other and, and post things and stuff. And once I started stepping back a little, like the floodgates just opened and it was it was insane. And, and now like I've got this discord with, with all these people that I really care about and you know, they're, they're being nice to each other and sharing information and being excited. And on top of that, they really like what I do. And I, I, I don't know what I would do without that community at this point. Cause they, I don't know. It, they just mean everything to me, like lagging balls and, and CTR and all the stuff that I do is, is great. And I love it. And it's fulfilling of course, but like this, this is, this is the real stuff, you know, like, blizzard podcasts like they might not matter that much on a grand scale but like a community like this like these people sharing their thoughts and ideas like that's what matters and i never ever expected anything like this to come out of my dumb dick and fart video game podcast so that's definitely i forget the question that's what i love about it <laughs> that's something amazing to love about it we have um we have a small discord community as well and i know what you mean about building it up and and just you you care about the people in your game just mm -hmm. the fact that like you've brought them there is such a wonderful thing it feels good it's You're, so it weird it does feel good <laughs> yeah that kind of leads to the second question which i'm because you said you started out like about four years ago mm -hmm. but that was like wow was already like what 10 years old by then yeah pretty much so, so and obviously a lot of podcasters were out there as you already also said what was the reason that you started it that you started with it because you now also said that it wasn't you didn't dream of having that big community so what no. was it for you um so four years ago um i had nothing on my plate i uh was working a really horrible job um i didn't know what the hell i was doing with my life uh i was living <laughs> in chicago by myself uh it was it was not great i had a cool job at the time i was uh, a music journalist for an indie music uh website and so i would i would review albums every week and it was cool i love music whatever um uh, but i also had to work this really really crappy job on the side and it was horrible and i was super depressed very anxious and uh, I always grew up as a super creative person, but, you know, aside from writing a review every week, like, I, I didn't have anything. And so, obviously, I was supplementing uh, what I needed in life with WoW, as I've done for 15 years. I started in Vanilla, decided to put that over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did go to uh, college for theater, and, well, yeah, I did, but initially I went to college for radio broadcasting, so I learned a lot about, like, sound editing and things like that, and uh, Thorne, my co-host on Lagging Balls, was uh, my guild leader initially. Um, I think I'm co-guild leader at this point, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we were great friends, and we had a great rapport, and we were both obsessed with podcasts, like, we'd both been listening to The Instance and CTR since they came out, and we loved them, and I was really obsessed with uh, Kevin Smith's podcast called Smodcast. Um, I was always listening to it, huge Kevin Smith fan, and it just, it seemed kind of natural. You know, we always say, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we started a podcast, and he, yeah, awesome, and then we never would, because, <laughs> you know. I goes. Exactly. It's it's hard. It's uh You, you think it's cool, you'll do it one time, and it'll, it'll take a lot of work, and then you're like, okay, great, uh, so I have to do all that work every week? Oh, man. Uh, let's, let's, let's think about it next week. Let's put that off. 
But uh, so I don't know. We just we we had we had the whole daunting thing going on because obviously there was tons of lizard podcasts back then as there is now. And but we we wanted to sort of bring what we had in our raid team, like the rapport that we had in our raid team, to a podcast because at, at that point it was Warlords of Draenor, and a lot of the podcasts, uh, the instance and uh, CTR not included. A lot of podcasts were just ragging on wow so hard and it sucked because like you don't most people don't necessarily want to devote an hour or two of their life listening to a show completely ragging on something that they love like i'm i'm not going to search world of warcraft on itunes and then you know click on a show and then like start commuting to work listening to people just like rip it to shreds that's not why i search for World of Warcraft. I searched mm -hmm. for it because I wanted to listen to people hyping it up and loving it and telling me interesting things, not complaining the whole time. So uh, we wanted to kind of counter that a little bit. We wanted to to bring the the sort of gamer isms that we experience in our raid team. You know, just like the the dick jokes, the swears, the the stupid off commentary, um, but always lots of positivity for Blizzard because we're obsessed with Blizzard and we're obsessed with WoW. Um, so that's that's kind of why we started it, and uh, it was hard when you have depression. Uh, everything is five hundred times harder to do, including showering and getting up in the morning. But uh, we started doing that, and uh, I found my enthusiasm for it really quick. And back then, like I had been obsessed with things when I was a kid, like most kids, but I hadn't felt that kind of obsession about anything. Um, Maybe music. I was in a couple bands, but I just I hadn't felt that in a long time. And then I finally felt it for that. And, you know, whenever that would wane a little bit, there would always be one or two people uh, on Twitter or something going, hey, when's the next episode coming out? And I'd never experienced that before. You know, people who actually want to hear your stuff like that. It doesn't matter if it's one or two people. Like it's 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 an, it's an amazing feeling. It's so encouraging and, and you almost feel a little bit guilty for not wanting to deliver, you know? So, uh, I think I was very lucky. I know a lot of shows don't have that, but we had a couple of those people at the beginning and, and that's how we caught momentum and, and, uh, I've been going since then. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you sure. bring that up because it sounds like it's been an escape from, because often people say gaming and video games is in where you fall when you get some when you get mental health issues right mm -hmm. so you get depressed and then you start gaming and you disconnect from the world again blah 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 yeah. but basically what it did for you was the other other way around so it <laughs> helped you out of a very dark place in a very dark time absolutely and i'm glad you say that too because you're absolutely right uh, people often get the wrong idea about video games they think that they're isolating and ab they absolutely can be of course mm -hmm. but uh, i think for World of Warcraft in particular, if you choose to play with other people, it can uh, it can be super beneficial. Like, I was alone in this you know, foreign country of Chicago, um, and uh, it didn't matter that I didn't have any friends there because all my friends were in-game anyway. So mm -hmm. anywhere I went, they went. Um, but World of Warcraft can, you know, give you that social life that you don't have for whatever reason. Maybe you're antisocial, maybe you're uh, an introvert, nervous, whatever. Uh, it can give you a social life. It can give you uh, a purpose and direction. Like, 
It can give you validation. It's like, I need to wake up. I need to do my dailies. I need to get this done, you know, and, and, you know, some loot drops after grinding a whole lot, or you get this really great mount that you've been working on, or you get the rep that you've been working on. And, you know, it might seem trite to people. It's like, oh, you're spending your day like grinding rep. Wow, that sucks. But, you know, to somebody who doesn't necessarily have any validation or direction or routine in their life, that can provide that for you. And even though, yes, on the grand scale, it might seem meaningless to other people, it's like the feeling you get when you accomplish something mm -hmm. after you work really hard for it can also translate into real life. It's like, I feel good that I ground rep for five days and now I have exalted. Maybe I can apply that same feeling to doing the dishes finally, which is yeah. another thing that's really hard when you're depressed. So like wow can give that to you like wow can force you into social situations wow can can give you a, a reason to get up in the morning honestly mm -hmm. so yeah i it's no it's it is good praise i love it too um and i've just really relate to the feeling of feeling so, so a sense of achievement after finishing like grinding something because i finally finished grinding in gin yesterday Oh, and congratulations. like thank you um and like i just i'm still buzzing from it i'm like yay it only took me like how long has legion been out and i finally did it yeah but that's it you know like it doesn't it doesn't matter like you accomplished something it doesn't matter what it is you did it and that feels yeah. great it feels so good so good so i just was like i really relate to this right now i feel that's a specific thing also for for from games that have also some complex stuff to it where you can get the super achievement because I'm let's say nowadays the older I get the less happy I am about my Mario jump and run games I'm mostly annoyed <laughs> when I fall down someplace again <laughs> so that just enforces my anger but I now notice that I'm more in like I enjoy the puzzling games more or where I feel I have to think and do stuff and then I figure it out <laughs> that's the sense of achievement that's yeah. really something that's it that's it yeah. like some people just sit down and do puzzles you know like actual yeah. real real ass puzzles and you look at it and you're like why are you doing that that's so boring but it's an accomplishment yeah it's something you figure out and you feel good about yourself i love doing board like puzzles I've Good. got so many, and I do them there on my walls because I'm like, I fucking did that. Look, look at that. Look at that. There Everyone did that. That was me. Yes, it was very confusing. <laughs> I was standing in front of puzzles today, but they weren't pretty, so I didn't buy one. But I really oh. want one. I feel the need. Oh, man. You should get a puzzle and put it together live stream. <laughs> yes. That would, that would be, be something. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about this after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, what does a normal day for you look like? All right, let's see. Um, normal day. Let's let's pick let's pick let's pick Tuesday. Tuesday's a good day. Um, I'm usually waking up around uh, 7:30ish. Um, getting ready to get out the door. Uh, I have to go into Manhattan and go into the office. And then um, uh, once I get to the office, uh, I'm usually going over script notes and stuff like that, uh, making sure all my facts are correct. And then we go into the studio and then uh, uh, we, my co-hosts and I take turns sort of being on camera and then directing and recording audio and visual, which is really, really fun. Um, so we'll record some segments for Next Level and then uh, we'll get, I'll get back to my desk and uh, what else? 
then I have to curate some content for that. So just like finding memes for the, the segment transitions and then finding uh, appropriate videos for the segment. So if I was talking about Ninja, I would find a video of Ninja talking or Ninja playing video games or whatever. Um, and then we send that off to the graphics designer. Um, and then I'm usually looking for content for the try-hard vertical. So that's just, you know, looking for funny memes about video games and news about video games and stuff like that and curating all of that and putting that away for the other graphics designer to take care of. You know, and then there's like meetings and emails, uh, stuff about level up, stuff about uh, next level. Um, I, I try to do all that while kind of staying engaged with the... Uh, my community and the gaming community, um, doing a lot of social media, checking out a lot of streams, reading a lot of articles, writing a lot of articles. Um, and then I get to go home, and if it's Tuesday, uh, I get home around like 7.45, I'd say. So I get home, and then uh, I have to study for CTR while eating dinner, and then uh, I get on CTR around 10 o'clock, and we do that for about two hours, and then it's like midnight, so I probably like have a really quick shower, and then... Uh, then I go to sleep <laughs> and get up and do it all over again. <laughs> Pretty much, because the next day is is raid night, and Wednesday Thursdays are very important because I have to get home as fast as possible, eat dinner as fast as possible, and then get in game and get ready for raid. And then we raid for three hours, uh, Wednesday and three hours Thursday. And uh, we're we're pushing heroic right now. We're uh, we're six of eight right now, so we're moving along. Nice. Some Sundays I join my friends normal progression raid team just to lend some dps uh and i don't need the normal but i really love hanging out with those guys and boys so the more raiding the better <laughs> yeah. <And> yay, <deeps. laughs> yeah yeah monica's good with the bow i'm good with the bow hey, i respect that <laughs> that's the only thing i know <laughs> that rhymes well, thank you for for sharing like giving an insight into your day i have to say that's a long day yeah it's uh i've never lived like this before um i kind of <clears throat> i always wait for life to kind of happen to me and then in the last couple of years i think some something lit a fire under my ass because i've just been grinding and grinding and grinding and hustling and, and just doing uh everything that i could to i think um how many years ago two years ago now maybe um, I came to sort of a crossroads because, like, I've always just wanted to work for Blizzard, and um, it's very difficult to get into Blizzard uh, strictly by content creation. They're not necessarily looking to hire content creators full time, if at all, just because there's so many of them, and uh, you know, it's it's not it's not the traditional way to get into like an actual nine to five HQ job. Um, Blizzard is happy to highlight content creators for sure or uh, give them contract work, but uh, that's not what I was after. Like, I just I just wanted to work for Blizzard. And I, I started to realize that after applying to Blizzard and having a lot of Blizzard friends advising me that maybe podcasting and streaming occasionally wasn't the move. Like, it's it's not going to uh, it's not going to give me a job at Blizzard. So uh, I realized, you know, like I'm, I'm living in New York City. There has to be something that I can do to get into the gaming industry for real. And uh, I found a job listing for an internship with DoubleTap.com, which is uh, like a gaming and esport news site, kind of like Kotaku. And uh, I got the position, and that's right around when Overwatch League came out. So I was, they needed an Overwatch person. I am a Blizzard person, so I was pumping out Overwatch content 
all day, like writing up to eight articles a day and uh, quizzes and stuff like that. And then Overwatch League came out, so I was covering that as well. Um, we got this really great editor in a couple months after I started who really wanted me to uh, put more work into like less clickbaity articles and more like actual hard hitting articles. So I got to write a few of those and it was, it was really fun and I, I love writing, but it's not, it's not my forte, I wouldn't say. Um, but that was great. And, you know, just, just being exposed to an actual gaming industry day job made me realize like, you know, this is why I'm not getting hired. Like I, I don't have any of this experience. Like I don't know the ins yeah. and outs of the industry. Like I don't know anything. Uh, so, uh, it was it was weird because it, you absolutely can achieve your goals uh, to get a job uh, as a content creator, but it's a lot harder than you know going through the system and having like a, an esports or gaming day job. But that is in itself very hard to get into. So if anyone out there is struggling with it, keep keep doing your content, uh, and then when you like apply for these jobs, like you know hype up you know, all the work that you've put into it, the, the community behind it, like how you're producing it, how you are the social ma media manager of your own brand, how you're marketing your stuff, like, you know, and, and all the things that it's taught you. And that'll really help you get at least an intern's position. And then you can move on from there. Uh, but uh, a lot of my friends and mentors were telling me that I should probably just pick one route, but I have not done that yet. So uh, my life is completely consumed by like, you know, the, the industry, IRL, and then all of my content creation, and I can't choose between it, and I don't want to. Uh, and, you know, I, I did get hired by Blizz this year, um, which was a, insane and a dream come true. But, you know, I want, I want more. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> done yet. So, uh, so I'm hustling. So that, that's the reason behind that. When you announced that you were doing the sideline for the MDI, I was so excited for you. Thank you. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure that experience and getting uh, to get flown out to Australia and everything, I'm sure that was just everything. Yeah, it, I. it's when the thing that you want most happens to you, it's like I can't, I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Like I look back on it and it's like, that didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> no way. And like, while it was happening, it was like, this is not happening. And before it was happening, it's like, it's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. See, I, I have no, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> but I think it's important what, what, from what, what I get from that, what you're saying right now is the goal that seems to be the end goal for so long is never the end goal because it's sometimes, and you sometimes you just can't handle it in the moment. But then <laughs> when you reach it, there's something else that's following because now you've worked for Blizzard. But what, as you said, you want more. So you keep going for what you also want and it's not reaching your goal is not always the end of it all it's just a step along the way i guess exactly exactly and that's why people are always saying that you know life is a journey it's like okay <laughs> yes you're right <laughs> <laughs> when you said that it felt like all of a sudden you were just a fire was lit under your ass i feel like you spent all those years grinding and wow to get exalted and mm -hmm. you've done that now in your life you've just been like uh, you're grinding out all this rep everywhere <laughs> i love wow metaphors that was wonderful <laughs> thanks <laughs> oh man that's a great way to look at it there should be like some kind of seminar that's like i don't know hone your your warcraft skills and, and translate them to real life you too can do it grind rep in real life 
Man, I think that we could totally do something with that. I love the thought of it. Yeah. Just like stand up on a stage with like a headset and be like, hey, gamers. I'm all excited. I'm all down for it. I have no idea about WoW. Sorry, I'm outing myself here. But I would just be there for the giggles, shits and giggles. Well, that's okay. I mean, if if we could figure out a way to like, you know, not... If we, if we could figure out a way to take the enthusiasm to do menial tasks in video games at large and transfer <laughs> that to like how to like how do i become enthused with you know grinding rep in real life how like how do we do that how does one do that i don't know but if we could figure that out we could do a seminar and it'd be great we'd help out so many people but isn't that an yeah. interesting fact somehow that people have so much patience in video games but so little patience for their own own life Yep. Maybe it's because you go into a video game and there's a tutorial and then you, you just do it. And with life, it's like, you have no even if you, <laughs> exactly. Even if there's a tutorial, it's like, there's so many variables and it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's true. Life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was getting an achievement for doing like seven loads of laundry today. Yeah. I mean, you huge. get an achievement, you have fresh laundry. That's, that's true. I yes. mean, and I just, I don't always wait really long time to do my laundry, by the way. It's normally like two to three loads max, but we had a little spider problem, so we're doing extra wash. Gotcha. Jeez. I would burn down the house if I had a spider problem. <laughs> yeah, it was like a baby spider problem, but it was still a problem. And it was I don't care the size of the spider. I'm Ron Weasley in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why we've got like extra wash because we weren't even sleeping in our bedroom. We were sleeping in another like in an upstairs bed in the guest bed. So now I've got to wash the sheets and just like oh all the wash. Oh man, I'm sorry. Anyways, Hard. nobody wants to hear about that. Hard life is tough. That's what we're saying. <laughs> uh, real life is tough. Hard life, whatever. Yeah, that's true. So this, as a Blizzard podcaster, there's not off the top of my head too many women podcasting in the realm. What would, you, from your point of view, what would kind of be the ratio of men to women? Uh, that sounds like math. Um, <laughs> uh, we also take wild guesses. Yeah. No, honestly, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, it's it's. There's way more dudes than than women, for sure. I mean, that's just kind of the the gaming community and industry at large is is mostly dudes. It's it's hard because like it's hard to I think it's hard for me to tell because the women who are involved in it are so like larger than life and passionate and amazing that it seems like there's more of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I I have no idea. Is what I'm trying to say. But uh you know, it's uh most most podcasts won't have uh women, but uh you know, a fair amount of them do. And uh as far as World of Warcraft goes, the last time I heard about it, um it was basically equal men and women uh, playing. So that's cool. That is really cool. We did run stats at the very beginning of our podcast in general about gaming. And even though people and industries and whatever might assume it's 90% men playing games, it's basically equal. Yeah, yeah. it's 48% women. Um, yeah. I love that. Game. I love that. It's so great. And it's so, it's so true. Like, I'll be walking around New York and... You know, the people that I see wearing Overwatch merch because, you know, everybody's wearing Overwatch merch are women. You know, I saw a woman carrying a Diva lunchbox the other day and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think it also helps that there's a lot of Overwatch merch in stores like Hot Topic. Yes. That's um, very I helpful. noticed that. 
yeah, I noticed it when I was over in, in the fall there. And I was like, I don't even play Overwatch and I want this merch because it's so cool. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there needs in general more merch and shirts and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. We have Definitely. to let the geek flag fly. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I have a World of Warcraft purse right now um, that came out with, it was like in the Battle for Azeroth uh collector's edition i think nice um yeah and it ended up in my possession it ended up in my possession you stole it from tom is what you're saying (laughs) well no one of tom's i i know her as well a friend of ours uh was a blizzard intern for a bit uh just at the beginning when battle for azeroth came out so she sent us quite a bit of merch which was very very welcome and i was like tom you don't need a purse Who knows? <laughs> so it's getting a lot of love. It's, uh, that's my weakness. I I don't technic I don't I don't typically buy a lot of stuff, but anytime Blizz comes out with any new shirts, shirts in particular and sweaters and stuff like that, I I, I can't help myself. I they came out with the uh, the 15 year anniversary merch the other day, and mm. I've already bought three things. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, you're supporting what you love. So exactly. And- like, the thing with the Blizz merch is really good quality. Yes. So you don't mind spending money on something that you're actually going to get use out of. Exactly. And, I, you know, I wear it on camera. It's it's all relevant. We're in gamer stuff, so. You yeah. could almost business expense it. I almost could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free text advice of Amanda for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if only I knew anything else about finance. <laughs> Ask my accountant. Uh, Nigel, can I business expense this? He's like. What about this? No. (laughs) All right, cool, thanks. (laughs) At least you tried. Yeah. At least I tried, yeah. So um, what's your experience like as a female Warcraft podcaster? Um, it it was never a thing. Um, I've been lucky enough in my life um, to not generally experience a lot of discrimination based on gender. Um, I have experienced some of that uh in this year actually um but you know as as you you branch out more and more uh you tend to run into these things but um as far as blizz podcasting goes uh it's it's all been very positive like you know you'll you'll get the odd comment here or there it's like you know who is the girl who is that female why is she on this show etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know those are very few and far between and i usually just miss them anyway so um <laughs> but on the whole, it's been very positive. Um, a lot of the time, uh, I'll get some DMs from from guys. Uh, guys in particular um, can be super uh, supportive. Um, I feel like a lot of men who are privy to how difficult it is for women in the gaming industry, uh, they they kind of they they look at somebody doing you know podcasting or working in the industry and. You know, they they want to express, you know, just like, I understand that this is more difficult for you than it it would be for me. uh, And I think it's really cool that you're doing it and I support you. And I love I love getting DMs like that. It's it's so thoughtful. And, you know, they they don't they don't have to say anything like that. They don't have to reach out at all in the first place. But, you know, for for dudes to just kind of recognize that, you know, I might be working a little bit harder to be taken seriously, which is and it's really nice. Um, but then on the other hand, uh, I get a lot of DMs from women thanking me for, you know, just, just showing them that it's possible or, you know, representing uh, women simply by being there, you know, on a show or doing my thing or whatever. Uh, and that means a lot to me as well, because um, I admittedly didn't really 
since I'd never really experienced any discrimination myself ever, uh, it, it, you know, it was important to me, but it, it never, it never really crossed my mind as I was, you know, going along doing podcasting stuff. Like it, it never really occurred to me that I was helping people, women in particular. Um, it was just, it's just such a weird thing. Like I, I wasn't, it, I wasn't like doing podcasting thinking like I'm a chick so this is going to be great. I'll represent other chicks and it'll be great. Like I will I will go and I will be a, a I will continue being a chick and I will do the things and chicks will be like, "Yeah, I can do that thing too because there's a chick right there." You know? Like I this that's not a thing that I think I, I just wanted to talk about. Wow, you know? Um mm-hmm. but, you know, women will will message me and 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 say like, "Hey, you're doing it and now I know that I can do it too. Thanks." And I'm like, cool man yeah that's awesome yeah and like i don't even know how to respond to those things but you know i i get that now like i it's it is difficult to look at all of these these podcasters and these content creators and these people in the industry and and you know they're all they're all dudes and you know that that it's it's hard because like then you know it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you can't join them and you know and and there's a lot of really really nice dudes like all my best friends are dudes you know um but there, there is, there is something about it, like seeing another, another woman doing what you're doing, and you know they're, they're thriving, they're doing the thing, and you know it, it, it really is tough for us because, you know, if, if I say one wrong thing on a podcast or a show or anything, like I get raked over the coals for it, and a lot of the times it's like, oh, the girl didn't know anything, you know, like oh, the girl doesn't even like fake gamer girl, blah blah blah, mm. um, because you know uh, a lot of people who are you know, ignorant, uh, will look at a woman and be like, oh, she doesn't play video games. But, you know, we literally just said that it's, it's equal, you know, like women mm-hmm. are playing video games just as much as dudes are. Uh, but you know, so I have to be, I have to be careful about those things. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, nobody can know everything. There's, you know, people in the industry who are a lot better than me and most of them are dudes. And I get that, but you just, you have to go into this and rely on your passion uh, to see you through and and that's what I've been doing and you know when I get mean comments like that um, you know I'm, I'm getting for every like one mean comment I'm getting like five DMs from men and women who are very supportive and uh, you know taking time out of their day to to express that and you know that means so much more than the random dumb comments so women can definitely blizz podcast there's a lot of them they're all amazing uh, and I, I can't wait for more to join the ranks if you will and as for the gaming industry like being on the inside a lot of them are women women are everywhere we are we are everywhere like when <laughs> overwatch league came out and people were like oh there's no women there's no girls playing there's no where's all the chicks blah, blah, blah. it's like you know wait there's gonna be women pro players you know that that generation is coming there's a lot of them they're they're on their way but if you stop and look you know don't don't just look at the stage where the pros are. Mm-hmm. Look around you, like the broadcasters, the the team managers, the coaches, the the people working at the the arena itself, like the administrators, the people behind it, the the people in charge of the the players' well beings. Like there's women everywhere, everywhere, especially in Blizz. Like there's there's chicks. It's just like it's crawling with chicks, and it's awesome. <laughs> like don't just look at the pro players. Like yes, there's it's it's mostly dudes, sure. But, you know, the, the, you know, going on a, a, a side tangent here, um, the thing with pro players is that, you know, women weren't necessarily encouraged to play video games in our generation. Uh, back then, it was, it was like, hey, I watched my brothers play video mm-hmm. games. You know, I played a, a ton of video games when I was a kid, but 
you know, that's, that's just my story, but you know, they weren't really marketed to women either, you know, like mm-hmm. there'd be an occasional Barbie game or whatever, or a pony game or something, you know, exactly. But you know, like <laughs> it, it wasn't being marketed to us when we were little kids, but now it is like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the next couple of generations coming up, like they've, they've been marketed to mm-hmm. there there's been video games for them like even world of warcraft is super gender neutral like it's mm-hmm. and and these women are growing up and and you know esports is a is a slow growing thing as it is but you know the women are coming just give it like five ten years mm-hmm. it, it'll start evening itself out but for now like the generation we're in like the people who are in the age group of pro playing you know when they were kids and they were dudes they play video games. If they're mm-hmm. kids and they were chicks, they were doing something else. I have no idea. But that, that's all that is. It's, there's, there's, it's true. You know, nobody's saying, like, women can't be pro players. Mm. They can be. It's obvious. It's interesting to me that, on the one hand, industries are so quick with creating stuff for girls and boys. Like, all the toys are split into pink and blue shit, right? Yeah. But with the gaming industry, they kind of just thought for a while, nah. <laughs> We yeah. just market to one gender alone. Yeah. So in, even though the numbers already tell you that it's 50-50 almost. So why would you why would you rule an, half of the population out of something that is obviously going to grow so much more? Exactly. But as you said, it's just time it's going to take for the little girls to come and take over. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it is. It is happening. Like even my neighbor has... A uh, little boy and a little girl, and they're both like equally obsessed with Fortnite. Um, <laughs> so you know, like they're what eight, nine, ten, I, um, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere around there. That's great. Yeah, like, it, uh, it's Fortnite's really doing a lot to expose people to video games in general. Uh, it's become very mainstream, mm-hmm. but that's good. That's great. I mean, it's teaching them aim. It's teaching them, you know, uh, it's heightening their uh, reflexes. It's teaching them that, you know, competitive games are fun. It's teaching them how to play with other people. That's that's all that's all good stuff that you need to be a pro player. I th- it's yeah. awesome, I find, that you, even though you're doing it for so long, you haven't really encountered a lot of um, hate towards yourself, besides the random idiot comment on random trolls who have a life. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, th- I think um, I've been lucky. I've definitely been lucky. And, like, even playing WoW for 15 years, I've hardly ever encountered... You know, people, you know, not wanting to play with me when they find out I'm a girl or whatever. But I think a lot of it has to do with just attitude as well. Like Mm -hmm. if you show up, you know, playing the video game or doing the podcast or whatever, and you're there, you know, not necessarily to outwardly prove a point or anything like that, but you're just there because you're passionate about it and you're good at it and you're confident in yourself. Like Mm -hmm. those things, those things speak a lot louder than, you know, somebody showing up and being like, I'm a girl and I'm going to do this, you know, like, (laughs) yes, you are a girl and you're going to do this and you should absolutely feel that, you know, that fire within you. But, you know, if if you're outwardly expressing your your passion and your expertise in the, you know, in whatever you're doing and your confidence in that, then that is really, really hard to take down. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just just try to keep that in mind. Like it's, if you want to work in the gaming industry or you want to play video games, just be passionate about it and, you know, if you're having fun learning about it, that's going to give you confidence. And if that's what you're projecting, then it's going to be really hard for people to mess with you. That's really good advice. I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Do you think that your lack of the lack of hate coming from men or anyone is because of your I don't know how to phrase this because <laughs> of your your kind of 
potty behavior like potty <laughs> mouth like i don't know how to phrase this no. like you love you love talking about dicks and and yes. and farts and everything do, like do you think that that has something to do with or anything to do with uh, the response that you get in the community 100% yes uh and i understand the uh it's hard to talk about because it 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 makes sense intrinsically but it's hard to articulate um I, I, the thing about the thing about gamers is that we we understand that roasting each other and saying despicable things to each other and making fun of each other and just just all that stuff is endearing. It's fun. It's normal. Um, and that's why I don't stream my raids because my raid team and I like we're best friends. We've been doing this for a long time, and we say horrible things to each other. Um, but it you know that's that's just how we operate and and that's you know not unique to us. That's just how gamers are, and that's why a lot of streamers get in trouble. On Twitch uh, and in and in leagues, of course, because you know we're used to to talking like that. We're used to making horrible jokes and and swearing and all that stuff. Uh, uh, and out of context, it seems awful, but within context, it's normal. Um, and if you if you kind of get that that sort of like gamer nomenclature and that sort of gamer culture that you know is just below the surface of you know media. Um, it's you become more relatable, I think. And so with with lagging balls, we've always tried to uh, highlight and showcase that kind of mentality because, you know, that's that's how we communicate with gamers. And I think uh, one of my strengths in my day job and in, in the gaming industry is connecting with people because, you know, I can I can talk to a, a gaming professional or somebody who works at uh, like a gaming company um, and I can talk to them on a business level. But I can also I can talk shit with them like I'm in raid and that makes people feel comfortable. And I think, um, you know, not just women, but men too, like people who don't know how to tap into that, uh, that sense of camaraderie, even though it's super vulgar and not appropriate. Um, <laughs> people who don't know how to tap into that, um, will often come across, uh, I don't know the gaming, the gaming community. I don't know if you've noticed, but like they can smell bullshit a mile away and they, they, they're not quick to allow like noobs and plebs into their ranks. And if you don't talk like them, then, uh, they're very hesitant to let you in. And, you know, as, as somebody who's, you know, trying to market a show, like two shows and a bunch of content to specifically gamers only, like if you don't know the memes, if you don't know the words to say, if you don't know the phrases, if you don't know the games and how they work, if you don't know how to talk to gamers, you're not going to talk to them because they're not going to give you the time of day. And on a, you know, that's easy to see on a business level, but you know, when you're actually like getting to know people or, you know, trying to market your own self uh, and, you know, play with people in game and stuff, like gamers can tell that right away. And if you don't have that, then you know, you're kind of looking for, for trouble, I think. So I've, I grew up with, you know, my dad and my cousin, Michael and my brother, and we would always just play video games, you know, like Mario party three on the N64 and stuff and just <laughs> roast each other like crazy. So I, you know, I, I was, I was down with all that. Like you can't play fighting games. You can't play party. You can't play any game, mm. you know, with, with your friends and family without talking shit and just calling them names and stuff. And like, that's just how it, it makes it fun. Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot of that um, uh, with me. Like people know that you know through lagging balls and I guess the way I behave on social media. Like people know that I'm chill. I you know I'm not I'm not uh, I don't get offended easily. Obviously, and uh, I think that does have a lot to do with uh, you know people just being cool with me. I guess, um, but but at the same time I have no idea. Again, it seems like it makes sense, but it kind of doesn't. 
from the way you talk about your experience with the podcast situation and how it never sounds like fame was something you went for in general. You just did that because you loved it. <laughs> and so that's why I feel it also sounds like, because usually when you get 50 positive comments and one bad one, then people tend to get hung up on that one bad one, right? right. And even when you talk about it, it doesn't really seem like it's you were like, yeah, for one bad comment, I got five great ones, right? So I feel it's really the attitude that you bring towards it and that you do the shit because you love it and not because you want to like be famous with it or be <laughs> be number one whatever with it you love fucking playing warcraft being yeah. in blizzard and talking about it and i feel that's a great proof that if you focus on the passion that you have in life then any everything else just fucking doesn't matter that's it that's it if you can find your passion and and make it work for you and you know get paid doing it then mm. you know, life is life is okay you know it's not it's perfect or anything <laughs> but it's okay and you're absolutely right like i all I wanted out of out of this, you know, was a job at Blizzard. Um, you know, hey Blizz, hire me again. Um, <laughs> but that, that's all I wanted. And you know, aside from that, I just I just fucking love video games. You're right. I just love playing WoW, and I, I love talking about it. And I I wish my dearest wish is that everybody would play World of Warcraft because I know how it makes me feel, and that's what I want for everybody. And I really think that if everybody would just calm down and log on and just play WoW, <laughs> the world would be a much better place. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this this has been a, an amazing just over an hour with you, Fist. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I am a huge fan of of both of you. I love your show. I love what you're doing. Uh, and I, I, I feel super honored to be here. So thank you for having me. For being thank you. On. We're, oh, we can't deal yeah. with compliments. We're like, Sorry, no. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> tell us for shit. Uh, <laughs> As a Canadian, I cannot do that. <laughs> it's very oh, that... rude. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, thank you. This has been absolutely amazing. Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to say today? Um, I just hope that you you guys keep this show going. Uh, it's a it's a it's a nice beacon in the the podcasting sphere. It's uh, it's something. If I wasn't me, but I wanted to be somebody like me, I would listen to your show. And it would make me feel better. Um, but you know, being myself, uh, listening to your show, it's it's encouraging. And uh, I I just I hope that you guys keep going, and uh, you know, keep keep showing women that it's possible, uh, without you know saying that it's possible. Just keep freaking doing it, because that's the yes. most important thing. And you guys are doing that, and I'm so proud to see it. So don't stop, keep going. Okay, oh, okay. promise. <laughs> Thank. Promise, and Promise. you're totally making me cry. I'm flinching to my chair because I was like, I can't handle this. I'm sorry, all. you literally just said no compliments. Uh, <laughs> Thanks so much. It's so nice. <laughs> you're, you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank you so much. Um, Thist, where can our listeners find you on the wonderful world of the internets? Uh, sure. Uh, Twitter's probably where I'm, I am the most. Uh, I'm at Thist03. Um, you can find a lot of stuff on laggingballs.com or my Twitch page is just this 03. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Fabulous. And we'll put all that in our show notes as well. Thank you. Thanks again. <laughs> and well, 
listeners, Monica and I will see you next week. And unfortunately, Thist won't be with us. So oh. listen to this on repeat if you really want to. <laughs> it was a good one. Definitely. <laughs> All right. That is what we have for you this week. Thank you so much to Monica and to Thist and to our listeners. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.